Superkicks.com offers cool streetwear and apparel at great prices. Shipping worldwide, thanks to the guys at Superkicks, you can get 10% off your order by using the code SWN at the checkout. That's Superkicks.com, pro wrestling apparel. And welcome to a bonus edition of the Untitled Wrestling Podcast by SWN. I am your host, as always, Billy. You may notice I've got new headphones on because the, the 99p ones have finally broken, uh, which will be weird for the next couple of episodes of the podcast because they've already been recorded. Um, so I've got my fancy beats now. Why is this a bonus podcast? I am joined this time with James Stewart from WrestleKind. Welcome to the show. Hi Billy, good to, thank you very much for having me on, it's good to be here and good to have a chance to talk about something positive in what has been a pretty tough year for a lot of people. That's exactly why I was, I was more than happy to, to have you on the, on the podcast and speak about nice things, that's what this podcast is for, anything I do about wrestling I want to speak about nice things, I don't want it to go about yeah. oh uh, this bad thing happened, let's, let's go woe is me and, and uh, all that kind of stuff. But we're going to speak about WrestleKind, Charity, uh, all that good things, good good right. stuff. Um, so first of all, I ask everyone how they got into wrestling. I'm assuming you've wrestled kind. You must have some sort of history with pro wrestling. Uh, how did you How did you get into it? Yeah, I, I suppose like as a child growing up in the nineties, uh, quite um, this is probably quite a similar story to a lot of people. We would walk, go go to a friend's house and watch the kind of Austin Rock saga. Um, I think that the first thing I ever remember watching was probably Raw in 1997 so i would have been uh eight or nine um then but i think nine uh so yeah we were just kind of big fans of um of austin like i guess you know like everyone's friends group kind of split into two different groups and then of course through video games i think my first wrestling video game would have been um wwf attitude for the n64 um i'm one of those people who prefer that game to no mercy which i know is kind of sacrilege in the community um but i I just kind of got into it through then and it's really just been something that has uh, kind of been a it's probably not the main feature of a lot of the stuff I've done in my life but it's I've always um, held an interest in it and I suppose like a lot of people who came through and kind of followed the same interest path that I did at some point you know when you kind of um, you get reach a certain age you start becoming kind of interested in the wrestling as an industry and as a business um, and I think for me now, I love going to the shows. I like uh, watching, um, you know, contemporary and and 90s wrestling. I suppose I don't watch a lot of kind of uh, more vintage wrestling, kind of 80s and 70s stuff. Um, but I am really interested in the industry and the personnel because it's, a, it's an unusual um, lifestyle and career choice for the people who do do this line of work. Um, but I think it's the most, um, you know, it's, it's, it's just the best kind of... Um, live action drama that you can find you know it's it's real stuff happening on your tv every week so yeah my my story is probably quite typical and um i'm uh yeah i'm just i'm a big fan and it's it's amazing to be able to to be working with some of these um these wrestlers now for this charity 
Uh, just go back to your, your point about attitude. That's that I, I never played No Mercy, which is even worse <laughs> for, for when it comes to sacrilege. Uh, I never had well I had an N64 and I, I just didn't play it. I had a PS PS1, it was attitude, then Warzone and yeah. and all those kind of games. That was my my remit of, of gaming. So I'm uh, not that I didn't choose one or the other, I just didn't play one of them. And now yeah. I think I'm at an age where I'm 30 and I think if I go back I think a lot, a lot of No Mercy's perks are, is nostalgia. Um, yeah. So I think if I went back and played it now, I'd be going, "This is a bit rotten," to be honest. <laughs> but yeah, but uh, I, I will take all the heat for that if anyone wants to 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 go on me about it. Um, so you're right about my age, then. So that's that's quite cool. We've got probably around about the same time. I, I got in about the year or two after you, um, which around the same age, eight or nine, um, and. We'll jump back and forth, but WrestleKind uh, is primarily charity-based and and introducing uh, of charity and, and wrestling together. Um, that must be pretty cool as a fan. Then uh, you, you've you've taken your childhood passion and your your obviously your charity escapades as well and put them together. Was was that the, the main thought behind it, or was there any uh, other factors? Yeah. So the the way that this charity came about. Um, in 2014, I started a charity called Get Well Gamers, and pe pe that charity, um, people gave us their video games and consoles when they were uh, no longer using them, like if they upgraded to the latest PlayStation or Xbox and they suddenly had an Xbox 360 or whatever sitting around, then we would take those and put them to kids in hospital. Um, I started that in London, and then my wife and I moved up to Glasgow, and I got into ICW. She took me to my first show. Uh, there, she's not a fan, but she was. Um, <laughs> she was just getting me because she knew I was a fan of wrestling. Um, and I guess I, I had gone to like Fear and Loathings and stuff in Glasgow, and been to Square Goes, and you know, I was, um, I was quite, quite captivated by the success of ICW. And I also noticed that a lot of the ICW guys were uh, and gals were really good on social media, and they had lots of followers. So I thought with my Get Well Gamers kind of promoter hat on, I thought, oh, you know what would be really good is if we kind of interacted with these guys, we tied together. We were based in Glasgow anyway, so we used this like Glasgow-based wrestling uh, wrestlers who were super active on social media and we'll get like a really good um, lift from having worked with these people and good exposure for the charity. So I think that the first person I contacted was probably um, Jack Jester. I think I messaged him and kind of invited him along and that ended up being like a big visit that had kind of Joe Henry and Lionheart and Rady Davey and uh, and Viper. Like it was a lot of them. We all went to the Glasgow Sick Kids Hospital. Um, we had like an enormous donation of games that we took with them. So I guess the kind of selling point uh, was like, you know, we had to get the strong men in and strong women in to help us carry all this uh, video games and consoles. And it was a really good, um, that first visit was really successful because a lot of what these wrestlers do is about winning over a crowd and about um, entertaining people. And sometimes sick kids in hospital are quite difficult nuts to crack because understandably it's quite a um, anxiety ridden experience for them. You know, like as an adult, when you go into hospital, you can rationalize what's going on. You understand things, but when you're a kid, it's not really the same. And they were all excellent with the kids. So I said, right, let's do this again. And I think it was in the same year. It might've been a year later. It was within, within 12 months, we got another visit and that was with um, Viper and Jack Jester and Lionheart. It was only those three, um, I think. Uh, oh, and Tom, Tom, the ref from ICW. And we just had like a, a really kind of, um, a visit that was quite catered to um, 
to them being there. The first one was a bit kind of like the seat of our pants, kind of, oh, well, let's see how this goes. But the next visit, we knew what was going to happen and we we planned for it. Uh, and I guess in that experience, which was like probably one of the best moments in my entire like five-year tenure as the chair of Gettle Gamers, um, it dawned on me that we should be doing this kind of thing without the gaming element, like being the driving feature of it. Because as much as there is like a now a link between wrestling and gaming, with like New Day doing um, up, up, down, down, and that kind of stuff, I just felt like we need to we need to be utilizing these guys to to come and entertain kids, you know, with just just as they are. You don't need video gaming involved in it if you if you don't have to. So I had reached out to to Jack Jester Lee, as I guess I know him now, and. Um, we met up in January in Glasgow and laid out this kind of January of this year, I should say. We laid out this big grand plan of all the stuff we were going to do this year and all the exciting things. And we had stuff kind of starting to get lined up for March. And then, of course, the pandemic happened, um, which kind of <laughs> put a pause on everything. Um, but yeah, I guess like if, if, you know, without going into too much like the recent activities right away, um, it was just an idea of um these are the, the, the these are for lack of a better term wrestlers are a great resource here that are, is not being tapped for charitable purposes and they all love doing it because it's what they do they're entertainers and they're you know they're really good at this stuff so i want to utilize our wrestling talent in britain to um to come and cheer up whether it's sick kids young carers um you know people who are otherwise vulnerable or disabled you know, people who might otherwise have a kind of tough life, you know, we want to be able to bring some joy into those people's lives. And wrestling brings a lot of joy into a lot of people's lives already. So we can, um, you know, we can make it go even further by doing it through a charity. Um, to touch on that, that like it brings joy. I mean, from my own personal experience, I have a brother with autism and uh, he's learned disabilities and uh, he's not uh, really verbal. Uh, when, when it comes to Anthony, he's two years younger than me, so he's 28. And our thing is going to wrestling. So when wrestling is on, um, I live in Elgin. So if it was in, in Elgin or in Bucky or, or, or Keith, the South, in a 20 mile radius, that was our thing. And uh, he seemed to enjoy it. He was he was clapping and laughing along. And, and, and we, met, we met wrestlers like Scotty Swift after shows. And um, all the wrestlers just they're just there to entertain and to please people. So they're all, they weren't taken aback by by um, uh, just like flapping or or making noises or anything. They were just there just to entertain and please. That's that's why we paid a ticket for it. So yeah. I'm absolutely uh, on board with you saying that, that wrestlers are a great resource. I mean, you see guys like Grado, for example. Um, he's just one of the biggest, I, I think he'd probably be one of the biggest uh, personalities in Scotland as well. So yeah. and it's coming from wrestling. Um, so... How weird was it going to things like Fear and Loathing and and, uh, and all those shows, seeing Jack Jester, um, blood everywhere, barbed wire and all that kind of stuff, to messaging him and now knowing, knowing him as Lee? Was there a, a part of you going, you're from Warthead going, well, this is just a business thing to, oh my God, <laughs> I've, seen, I've seen this guy bleed a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's, I remember when I, when I met Jack, I said, like, it's weird, like, I booed you audibly and shouted all sorts of things at you from the floor <laughs> um it is i mean it is cool um i guess like in my time with ghetto gamers um we didn't we didn't work too much with celebrities but like i got to work with like 
Microsoft and Sony and met up with people from Google and stuff. So I'd kind of been used to meeting people that was high profile and trying to like keep a cool head, even though inside you're just like, wow. And I remember like the, you know, the, the second visit we did, which went really well, like I was like so buzzing for the rest of the, the night. I could hardly sleep because it was so exciting. But you know, when you're there in the moment, you're got your cool head on. Um, it, what's really good about, I mean, working with, I guess, Jack and, you know, Kim as well is, um, it's they're just like we're all kind of just whatsapping all day right now and chatting and planning and stuff and it's just really cool to um to have that as a community you know they're not um i mean i'm sure there are some people in the industry who are difficult to access but but um lee and kim have been like super easy to get along with and down to earth and they just want to be able to help you know like they're both in this to make a difference. They, I remember actually even at the start of it, like um, Lee was like, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily need to be the person involved. Like it's not, this is not the Jack Jester show. Like I just want to be able to help and, you know, use his contacts in the industry to help as well. So they're really down to earth. It's really fun. Like um, Lee is a, is a hilarious guy anyway, but I think people could probably tell that from his, you know, his wrestling persona. And you know some of his promos and stuff. Um, he's a he's really passionate about what, what we're trying to do here. Um, and I'm just yeah, I, I feel very lucky to be able to to work with these people. And it's because of them that you know we've had success as a charity already. You know because of their high profile, because of their willingness to get involved. I'll message them and say like, you know, could you guys record a video to update um, you know on our fundraiser or whatever? And they just do it. You know, there there's no um, they're not precious about anything. They're totally happy to be advised. And I guess it's it's interesting being, as, as the three of us as founders, me, Lee and Kim, they both have high profiles. I mean, especially Kim being on NXT UK. Uh, I'm just the kind of um, anonymous dude, um, you know, who sits alongside them. Uh, and in some ways that's quite good because I come, what I bring to the charity, to the charity is um, the kind of all the experience of having set up a charity and run a charity for, uh, for years um they bring the industry contacts and they'll know what is going to work and is not going to work so um i just feel really lucky to be able to do this and they've made it so easy which is testament to their character so i said uh well for those that are unaware you just mentioned uh, kim or, or viper it'll be very weird for me to call her kim during this but i'll, I'll <laughs> do that just for for like a linear thing so we're all calling the same name um so jack lee same thing. Uh, we had uh, Jester involved, so that was January. Uh, how did you? How did Kim jump on? Uh, it was around about the same think, time. So Kim was. Um, I think she. I like contacted her. I realised that she and I live really close together, like geographically. And uh, when the lockdown rules were relaxed, so that you could kind of leave your council area and visit people in their home, I had her her, her number from when we did the visits to the hospital, and I just. I'd been speaking to her kind of on and off. Jack was kind of the, the the driving force initially to try and, you know, get this thing to happen. And we needed a third person on board. And I knew that when I'd spoken to Kim after the um, hospital visits, she was super keen to, to be involved in anything else. So um, I just reached out to her and um, went and, you know, paid a visit to her, which again, surreal experience <laughs> to visit um, a wrestler that you enjoy watching. Um, on on TV or or in the ring for ICW or whoever, um, got to play with her new puppy at the time, which was um, 
definitely like a driving factor in meeting in her house rather than in a cafe. <laughs> um, and yeah, so she came on and then we we kind of constituted as a, a group and started the formal application to be a charity. So that's kind of ongoing at the moment. We can't call ourselves a registered charity, but we are in the process of registering. This, that's going to be a, you know, a process of, of changing our constitution with whatever the, the people come back with. But yeah, we had three of us. There's a fourth kind of invisible partner in this as well, which is a guy that I worked with really closely for five years with Get Well Gamers called Chris, who um, he's a big wrestling fan like myself. And um, I he, he's, he's kind of like a, a great person for me to bounce ideas off, but he's a guy who's totally happy to be in the background. There was one, um, one year, um, maybe like three years ago, uh, two two years ago maybe he had he and his wife had front row tickets to raw but then she couldn't go so he just gave me his ticket uh, sort of like her ticket for free so i got to watch a raw in london from the very front row like you know touch seth rollins kind of close um and we got to meet gallo gallows and anderson and big show um before the show and stuff so he and i have quite a good wrestling bond and he's just like bursting with ideas and can't wait to get involved um as well so there's three of us officially and officially and then there's chris in the background as well um so, so yeah that, that's like you're saying it, it's a big uh wealth of experience from yourself from a charity uh, background and then you've got the the more front-facing media bit of of especially kim because like you say she's nxt uk um mm. she was in world of sport wrestling as well yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, Jack was briefly in five star wrestling. The less said about that, the better. Uh, just in general. Um, so you said the stuff started in March, but of course lockdown happened. Uh, did that really just put paid to everything you had planned? Is this why you started the the, the fundraising now? Was it just a, a process of deciding what to do instead? Yeah. So in August we kind of rekindled discussions. Um, I mean, a lot of what we would do would be, for example, visiting people, interacting with people, getting photos with people, stuff that you just can't do, um, you know, in the middle of a plague, <laughs> quite frankly. So we rekindled a discussion in August and we were potentially lining up, you know, a sort of socially distanced slash COVID sensitive visit of some young carers from Renfrewshire to the... ICW Asylum, kind of, or the, I don't know if it's ICW's Asylum, but the Asylum venue, so they could kind of get photos in the ring with, um, you, you know, holding up belts and stuff, like all that stuff. But then um, because of various uh, filming um, obligations that they had to for the ICW show that's on the WWE Network, um, it just wasn't going to be able to work. Um, and I think that we're, you know, we're kind of keen, we were kind of keen to sort of bookend the year positively for people. Um, and also kind of just start you know building awareness because looking at how things are going in you know the country right now it's probably going to be march april may that we kind of get back to some sort of normal and we you know could even see things like wrestling shows restarting then so it would be good to not be flat-footed then be good to actually be able to sort of right we're ready to go we can just jump into action so that was kind of the plan for um that's kind of our vision for what, what we're going to be doing going forward. And we just thought if we do this now, Jack had, Jack was the one who came up with um, uh, the homelessness and, you know, like wanting to raise money for homelessness. He'd asked me, you know, if I could help him do that even outside of WrestleKind with my charity connections. And then we just thought, let's do this fundraiser. And then 
um, Kim kindly provided her, um, her iconic saltire singlet, which is amazing, uh, and her boots as well. It's like I feel like she's quite bold giving that away because those are real. That's like a really cool, uh, really cool ring gear. And yeah, I mean, like as of as of today, we've raised kind of eight hundred and forty pounds, which is you know an awesome amount. It's not even been open for a week, and we'll be probably kind of closing it next week at some point, getting the money and just starting to uh, liaise with some of the people who do street patrols in Glasgow to find out like what are they short on. There, I know that they're always short on things like underwear for people affected by homelessness and um, like kind of. Sportswear, so more like kind of loose fitting stuff like joggers. So we're, they're going to send us kind of lists of where they source these things, and then we're going to um, buy them and deliver them to the kind of various groups that are uh, helping homelessness, um, sorry, people affected by homelessness. And it's all you know made possible by the very kind donors who have donated. Um, well, like I say, eight hundred and forty pounds at the time of this recording. Uh, which is totally smash your target. It was five hundred was the yeah. your initial target as well. Um, so the, the, this is your first kind of fundraise with the WrestleKind brand. So you're kind of seeing the power of of what Jester and 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 Viper bring to it. Uh, did that just amaze you as well? Just just like why would these these guys do have a huge support kind of thing? Yeah, definitely. And there's definitely like I noticed the um, there's definitely a trend where if you know whenever um jack or viper post an update on their social media like donations follow um after that i'll get an email and then i'll go and check their social media and see that they've posted a video or they've posted an update about it so um i mean people look up to them and rightly so and i think that that um admiration that both of them have um, will only grow as people realize the positive effect that they're having by being involved in this charity quite frankly it's going to it is going to make a big difference to a lot of people um you know for for years to come not just this fundraiser that we're doing now um that's going to make a big difference but all of the activities and events that we'll be able to do going forward um you know all the money we hope to raise um yeah i think that it's going to be a it's going to be a good success i can see it just both of them are very driven to make it a success and i think that both of them have been at the top of their, um, you know, the top of the British wrestling scene. Uh, they've been, you know, they've held world titles in a bunch of different companies. Um, Kim's obviously working for the WWE now. They know what it takes to make something work and to be successful and to have that drive. Um, and I, I fully expect, and I have seen it so far, they're bringing that attitude to this charity. Uh, and it's really cool to see. It's really cool to see people passionate about helping people um, who who do need this help you know not everyone is um lucky and has a, a normal stable life uh you know life throws curveballs at people and they can end up on the street or, or something and we're gonna you know hopefully go some way towards making people's end of this year a little bit more brighter yeah and, and this has been the year that, that i mean wrestle kind of course was was before anything else came out this year that made the wrestling industry a little bit more of a uh, yeah widely watched place not for the not always for the best reasons so it's it's really a nice way to um try and build some of that positivity back uh, at the year end um, the homelessness of course that, that's an excellent way to go especially winter's coming um not to go games of thronesy but uh winter is coming so 
you see a lot of charities uh, providing presents and gifts and they're fantastic, but uh, you don't often hear as many um, try and focus on on those that haven't got anything at all, not even a home uh, or, or, a shell, or a roof over their head. So um, yeah. it's, it's fantastic to see folk just getting involved and supporting it yeah. as well. I mean, there's some people as well, like people have donated in ranges from £5, which is the kind of minimum qualifying amount to enter into the raffle for Kim's signed ring gear, up to £100. Anonymous, don't know who it was, someone donated £100, um, which is amazing, you know, to think. And like, it, it kind of shows the legitimacy that working with people like um, Jack and Viper um, provide to an organisation like this. You know, they someone is willing to part with £100 for a group that, um, only got founded properly um, at the start of November, pretty much. So, um, yeah, it's it's it is amazing, and they're both bursting with ideas of what we can do next. You know, Kim's got a good idea for uh, Kim Viper, <laughs> interchangeable here. Um, it's got a really good idea for how we can, um, you know, what we can move on to next. And yeah, it's I'm really looking forward to making a difference. I think, I mean, I've obviously worked with charities for for years now, but even before. Get well gamers. I used to be involved with charities and public life and things. And there's, I think there's something that personally I find with charity, and maybe this is a, a, a some, somewhat of a kind of, um, I guess what one could argue this might be a sort of selfish approach, but I find that when I work with people who have it more hard up than me, it puts into perspective my own problems and, you know, the own stuff, my own stuff I'm going through. Not to minimise any of um, any of you know my own um, problems or whatever, but it definitely you know brings you into reality, and and I think that experience is always useful to see how some people um, live and how how their lives are. It really helps put into perspective your own problems and helps you manage through it. And this year, because we haven't been able to do any charity stuff um, at all, I think that that's been a thing that's been difficult for me to not have that. You know feeling like i can help and um i think a lot of people during the pandemic felt quite helpless there wasn't much that they could do so now as we hopefully come at the end of this thing um we can kind of do more of that sort of stuff and and make a difference in the world you know the world is an experience is better when it is shared and you know i i want the country to be better i want my community to be better um you know our cities to be better places if we can use WrestleKind, um, working with other charities, um, you know, I really hope that that can be the outcome of this charity to just, you know, make make the world a better place, as it were. It sounds a bit, um, you know, naive and a bit Hollywood, but I really think you can't underestimate the difference you can make to a person. You know, a small act of charity for someone who's never had something like that um, makes a vast difference to their life. It can start them on a path to you know get out of the situation they're in so um yeah hopefully with WrestleKind we can um we can kind of make those differences affect those changes and just grow and affect more people as we go on i mean you mentioned new day right at the start when we were speaking about the gaming side of things i mean i suppose they're they're kind of mantra the power of positivity also uh could go a long way with this as well and just just being just being kind which uh, yep. Which is the the best way, which, which goes with the name of the <laughs> of the charity. Yeah. Um, so I've got a, so I've got your website in front of me because this is my just so I've got some information in front of me and I've got things like you mentioned the hostel visits. Um, Lionheart being involved in one of the first ones was 
was he kind of, did he have any ideas to help before? Of course, his untimely passing, but um, he, he seemed to be very in, in with, with doing hostel visits and stuff. Was he kind of a name that he had in mind before anything came about in January? Yeah, I mean, Lionheart loved the um, the visits. Uh, it was, um, you know, it was obviously a tragedy what happened there. Um, he was, he was, uh, he might have been the kind of star performer, I might have said, at the visits. Like he, what was good about Lionheart is I think he often like arrived in character and he, you know, at the time he was a, he was a bad guy, a uh, heel. And he, he had, I think Lionheart had a swagger about him that just was like, this guy is like a, a wrestler. He's like a, a rock star, a kind of a front man type guy. Um, and he loved it. He, but he was always like super humble. Like he would, uh, I remember getting messages from him afterwards, um, just saying like, you know, that was, that was awesome. Like, you know, I want to do that again. Let's make that happen again. So um, it, it did mean a lot to him. I know it did. Um, and it, it meant a lot to the kids that he interacted with on our visits. Um, there was one kid that he had seen uh, who hadn't, I think for like six weeks, this kid hadn't really left their hospital uh, bed, let alone the room. Um, they were just kind of down in the dumps. But after, you know, Lionheart was there, um, they, uh, you know, he interacted with the kids and played with them and entertained them and cheered them up. I got uh, an email from the hospital afterwards saying that that wee boy had been kind of tearing up and down the hallway, just like full of life after that kind of visit. Um, that, it's not it's not just the effect that these guys can have on the kids that's important there's a family there with that boy seeing him struggle but now seeing him kind of full of life and it'll give them hope and um you know i know from get my get gamers time kids that have access to video games um need the nurses less they recover quicker the better you know they're able to manage their pain better it's the same it's the same thing kids with a distraction and some sort of entertainment some some good memory to take back from what could be a pretty unpleasant experience in the hospital um lionheart made a big difference to those kids in those visits for sure and he is um yeah he's dearly missed oh, that was my exact thought when you were saying that, that he was getting up and spraying about the distraction is is the is the thing i mean i'm sure i mean even now if i was in hospital as a 30 year old man and i was unwell and i saw a wrestler come in i'd be the most excited i'd be for the rest of the day uh but it's yeah and it's just that that uh just that, that childhood wonder i mean wrestling i mean we both know nowadays at our age where, where what's real and what's not but um still meeting a wrestler is still the most thrilling part interval going oh my god this guy's an actual wrestler kind of thing yeah i think it's, as well because at, at our age you can understand what's involved in the actual commitment i mean getting like for some people this interaction we're having like speaking in front of a video in front of people knowing that people will listen to this is stressful but imagine if you've got you know crowds um interacting with you as wrestling crowds do and the difficulty that's involved with like one one little you know if I make a slip up at work, my boss doesn't see it. I just correct it. On we go. If a wrestler makes a slip up at work, um, you know, certainly if they work somewhere like the WWE, that's like broad broadcast to millions and millions of people. So, um, you know, you have that when you're a kid, you you admire them as the character and as the mystique, and when you're an adult, you admire them as the human who puts their body through what they put themselves through and uh, is able to to do that. I've never taken a bump. I'm I'm maybe secretly hoping that being involved in a wrestling charity will allow me to do that at one some point in my life, you know, just to see what it feels like. Um, 
but it seems like a hard life. And um, it's like, we've all known friends in bands trying to make it and, you know, you support them. For wrestlers, the same kind of thing. It happens to be a one-man band, um, but they're trying to make it, trying to break through in a really competitive industry. So, um, yeah, loads of respect for the, uh, the people in the industry who are, you know, trying because it's hard. That's a, a wonderful way to put it. That how the how we distinguish it as as we grow up. Uh, we, we admire the character growing up. They admire the person as we get older as well. That's uh, yeah. I never even thought about that before, but now you said it, I'm just like, that's exactly how I think about wrestling nowadays. I watch mm-hmm. it and go, oh, that guy, amazing character. But look how look how he's doing it. Look how he's doing it. It's just a uh, yeah. Never thought about. Mm-hmm. It. I think as well, see, when you hit your um, sort of 30s and um, you start getting used to the comforts of life, you really appreciate these people who can have six packs in their 30s because, my God, pizza is too good. (laughs) I I had a six pack for one week when I was 14 and uh, I I never forget about that week. It was an exciting time. And then I, then I, I, I... Found there was a chippy that only did one pound ninety for for uh, for yeah. suppers, and that was it. That was game over. And I learned how to drive, and it was just that was it. I was doing that's that. at the end of it. Yeah, <laughs> um, kind of. I'm kind of the same boat with you. Uh, trying to get involved anyway with the wrestling business adjacent to doing this. Maybe one day I'll, I'll get one bump in, see how it feels, yeah. and then immediately retire. I could go. That that was it. That that was absolutely fine by me. I will, I will stop. <laughs> um, I think like part of what I'm interested in with the charity, you know, from a from a personal uh, point of view, like I, I, I like the camaraderie that the wrestling industry seems to have here. You know, like the guys all, um, I know that like uh, Jester, you know, they all went on big kind of holidays with like lots of the wrestlers together and stuff. I like that community. And I've always found the wrestling community, like wrestling fans often tend to come from uh, communities where maybe in high school, they weren't like the most um, popular or they weren't, you know, they weren't at the sort of social peak in high school. So they're used to being outcasts and then they find this group of people who share their interests and then they're super tight because of it. And it's just, it just seems like a really nice community. So I'm looking forward to kind of getting to integrate with that community. And um, I've always found it to be like so much positive interactions. Um, I remember like even when I was at, I can't remember which one it was, but the one the Fear and Loathing where Grado beat Drew for the title. Um, I remember just like, people just jumping up and down, hugging each other and stuff. You know, it was like being at a football game or something when, you know, the, in the cup final and someone scores. That, at, that like atmosphere is just so nice to be involved in. And um, yeah, I'm hoping that through the charity I get, I can, you know, get a bit involved in, in some of the, uh, the community, I suppose, really. So the more integration, the better, really. That's it. Yeah, I mean, I, I know myself growing up, I was I've been a wrestler fan as long as I can remember now. And uh, yeah, you're either the weird kid that liked wrestling, or you liked wrestling but you didn't speak about it. So it had, yeah. had to be. I was the weird kid, so it was uh, uh, just just one of those things. But yeah, you do when you again when you grow up, you, you appreciate these people, and then you do you, you gravitate to others that that like you go, oh, you like that too. And then, I mean, of course, there's always going to be the ones that are just like, no, you like that. We can't be friends because I like this. But yeah. um, I suppose yeah. in Scottish wrestling in general bar some maybe exceptions generally it's a it's just a community now where where uh, everyone wants to see everyone do well um and yeah, then yeah. through through charity shows as well it's it's uh at least we're making 
you're making people's lives uh, better along with yeah. those that are actually coming to the shows. So is, is there any immediate goals for 2021 in mind uh, or is it just a case of just starting, really? I mean, it's funny because obviously I want the um, I want the charity to be, you know, working with increasingly high-profile individuals, um, although both of, both of the team you know, are already pretty high high profile in their own regard. We already have someone who's employed by the WWE involved in the charity. So um, I guess, you know, I want the charity to, obviously this this fundraiser we're doing right now is just going to be kind of localised in Glasgow, um, but we want to make a difference up and down the country. And part of what the other guy that's involved in the charity, Chris, he's, he's based in around the southeast. And so hopefully he's going to coordinate some of our activities in London, obviously where there's a good scene as well. Um, I guess I, I'm desperate to get back into doing hospital visits. Um, probably the big target. One thing we were talking about at the end of 2019, I was in com communication with uh, Glasgow Hospital. Um, I say it was the, it was start of 2020 before the pandemic. I had Jack and I had spoken about running a wrestling show inside of a hospital so that the patients could come and actually attend. And I thought there is absolutely no way that they're going to want to do this. And I phoned up one of my contacts with the, uh, the Glasgow hospital and they were like, yeah, if we can make it work, let's make it work. So um, that would be amazing. It would be so cool to do a show. Uh, it would be a good opportunity for some of, um, you know, whether it's uh, the asylum or jesters trainees to get some, you know, practice and exposure in front of a really unusual situation. Um, I would love to do that this year. I would also love what we spoke about in the hospital was we would get a kind of entrance, a small entrance ramp that we could construct inside the hospital and obviously, you know, like Ikea-ish, like deconstruct it and then give like give the kids like the opportunity to kind of walk through the curtain to music, holding the belt or something and get a photo with wee smoke machines and stuff. Um, I would love to get Again, a lot of this is like depending on how the vaccination stuff goes with COVID. Uh, I'd love to get that done. Um, but really, it's if we can't do person to person interaction, if we can't go into hospitals, um, I think we'll probably balance between doing stuff like what we're doing right now with the fundraiser where we're asking for money and balance it. You know, the next thing might be we're asking for stuff. Um, one of the problems I always had with Get Gamers was. You're asking people to part with things that at some point probably cost them, you know, uh, triple digits, you know, like an Xbox they might have paid £300 for. And then you're saying, give it to me for free so that I can take it to a hospital. So in many ways, you were kind of hindered by the um, access to equipment. I think now Get well Gamers is large enough that um, they don't have that problem, but it was a problem at first. One of the things that is great about WrestleKind is we don't need an office. We don't need a storage. We don't need any facility. What we need is a phone to say, right, we're going to um, go visit this hospital. Um, Jack, can you recruit like three or four wrestlers to just come along with us and we'll do this visit? The resource is personnel and that makes things a lot easier. All you need is like a way for them to get to and from, you know, pick them up at the asylum, take them to the hospital, do the visit, put them back. Um, so, yeah, there's there's so much we could be doing as everyone in the world feels right now. There's so much stuff they could be doing were it not for the pandemic. And um, yeah, just get that vaccine in my arm. Let's get us in hospitals and um, let's get back to cheering up kids because I think that next year is going to be a tough year for the NHS in general because of all the backlog and all of the, like, you know, they estimated that like 50,000 people in Britain 
have undiagnosed cancer right now because it would have been picked up in screenings and stuff that's been cancelled. So next year is going to be tough for staff and and patients in NHS. So let's um, let's cheer people up. Let's bring this thing into the hospitals and uh, you know make it just a bit more of a happier experience. I just my mind was blown at the thought of you of you kind of have like a, a, a fan access to hospitals with the with the ring and the entranceway. And let's let's be honest, if there was an entrance ramp uh, that was big enough for an adult to go underneath it, there's going to be adults going underneath it as well. I'm going to be going underneath it. <laughs> so, so <laughs> my first thought, as soon as you said it, I was like, oh, that'd be amazing. Let's do that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, don't, I, I, I mean, I don't. I imagine um, like every wrestling fan probably has like songs they listen to. And you're like, oh, that'd be a great entrance theme. That'd be a great entrance theme. I do that all the time. Maybe I'll get to do it one day. Who knows? <laughs> I know. It's things like, well, Grado's ruined like a prayer forever. Yeah. It doesn't matter yes. when it comes yeah. on. I am dancing. And I'm yeah. like, what, what am I doing? It's like muscle memory at this point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, doing fan access uh, at, at hospital. I just, yeah, I, I love that idea. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what you guys do and, and how yeah. 2021 goes. Um, I mean, even things like like uh, video calls and stuff, that seems to be the other yeah. big thing. Well, we were doing it, we're doing it over Zoom now, but yeah. um, that seems to be the thing that's kind of exploded since since uh, everyone has to stay indoors. So yeah, even, yeah. If, even if you don't meet them in person, I'm sure that, that, that kids are, anyone involved would would uh, be absolutely buzzing to see I mean, see Jester or, or Viper just appear next to them. I mean, yeah. I've done 30 episodes of podcasts now and I'm still mind blown every time the, the wee bit says uh, so-and-so is entered. I'm like, oh my God, yeah. someone actually <laughs> yeah. wants to speak to me and they're a wrestler. That's amazing. Yeah. So yeah. it's just uh, incredible. So I am so looking forward to seeing what you guys are, are going to do in 2021. Um, just for, for people that aren't aware, how can they get involved? How can they, they find WrestleKind uh, on the interweb? Yeah, so we're um, at WrestleKind on Instagram, at WrestleKind on um, uh, faith, Twitter. Uh, we're slash WrestleKind on Facebook, although I'm not sure if I want to keep using Facebook for obvious reasons. It's like not, I don't think it's the best platform in the world. I just registered it there to kind of uh, hold the domain, as it were. Wrestle, we're our website is WrestleKind.org. Dot .org, that is. Um, I guess it, there's kind of two uh, ways that we are probably going to have people involved. In the example right now, it, we are just fundraising um, to, for, uh, you know, to, to try and tackle some homelessness in Glasgow this year. So um, if you want to um, donate to that fundraiser, then by all means, please don't put yourself out financially to do so um it is more than enough just to kind of follow us or share our posts because you know every every share of the post is another set of eyes that um you know might be in a position to donate but um the other part of it uh, is you know we will be if you are listening to this um and you're in the wrestling industry as i'm sure uh, some of your listeners are uh, we will definitely be you know assuming we can next year trying to run um, charity wrestling shows whether that's in a hospital or just in a, a regular venue um, you know we want to be involved with um, with talent and with people in the, in the wrestling industry so I'd say just keep your ear to the ground because there may be opportunities um, coming down the line that would allow us to um, you know use you and give you some exposure you know I, I always thought going into this charity um, I would love it if one of the um, outcomes of this charity was to it helped a young wrestler get some exposure that helps them you know uh, continue their career i'm sure that most of most nearly all the wrestlers we work with 
will want to help just out of the goodness of their own hearts. But, um, you know, I, I would love that it would help someone get elevated because, you know, it would be, they'd be noticed what they were doing um, when they did a show for us or they, they did some fundraising for us or something. So um, personality is important in wrestling. And if you're like a one-dimensional um, person, you know, you probably won't make it very far. So being involved in stuff like WrestleKind um, could, will probably help wrestlers' careers too. Um, and yeah, just um, just keep, stay tuned because we've got some exciting plans that we're um, the world will get back to some kind of normality. We will be able to do these things at some point. Um, and, you know, we want you guys there for the ride when we're doing it because we need you, quite frankly, whether it's fundraising or just kind of promoting the content so we get more eyes on it. The more people following us, um, the more successful we'll be, the bigger impact we will have on people who need help. Couldn't put it better. Um, so the winter fundraiser is still on. If you if you donate five pounds, you can uh, possibly win a signed singlet uh, and pair of boots donated by uh, Viper Kim Piper Niven. Same person, all of the above. Uh, so uh, it's still open and keep an eye on. T so Twitter is is probably your your main focus then. Yeah, on Instagram, I think you'll see it there. The link to the Just Giving page is on our website, wrestlekind.org. And that's linked, obviously, if you go on Twitter or Instagram in our bio, we've got the link to the to the website there. So you'll see it's right up top on the website, a link to the fundraiser. Excellent. I'm the same with Facebook right now. I have it just to share stuff. I don't actually yeah. I don't actually use it. Twitter is the best place to get me. Uh, but yeah, thank you for, for again to to chat. We've we've covered WrestleKind. Uh, I think Pretty well in depth. We've got to know yeah. yourself as well uh, as 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 the third person yes. <laughs> in this team yeah, yeah. of of WrestleKind. And I, I wish yourself, Lee and Kim and Chris, uh, the best of luck. And I'll be keeping an eye on Twitter and sharing whatever I can. Um, yes. And hopefully, it it just helps people. But yeah, thank you for for joining me. Thank you, Billy. Excellent.